Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 479. Did you know that athlete Mildred Babe Zaharias worked as a seamstress and an insurance company executive, but she persisted and later won gold medals at the 1932 Olympics? Did you know that Wilma Rudolph, who was born prematurely, survived pneumonia, scarlet fever, polio, wore a leg brace, but she persisted and still won gold in the 100, 200, 4 by 100 relays in the 1960 Olympics? And did you know that many young girls who look up to Mia Hamm, but Mia Hamm had no soccer role models, but she persisted and later won the Women's World Cup in soccer. Our guest today is Chelsea Clinton, who has made it her mission to inspire young women and people of all ages through her book series, She Persisted, about notable women. Chelsea's newest book, which we'll be chatting about in her series, is titled She Persisted in Sports, American Olympians Who Changed the Game. And it features some great stories of female athletes like tennis champions Venus and Serena Williams, gold medal gymnast Simone Biles, two-time World Cup winner Mia Hamm, and many others like Babe Zaharias and Wilma Rudolph. Chelsea Clinton and I chat about her inspiration for her new book, her perspective on Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the nomination of RBG that changed the court, her family, and much more. Chelsea Clinton is vice chair of the Clinton Foundation, and I want you to join me in welcoming her back to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone. Chelsea Clinton, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for having me back. It's so great to talk to you. I always enjoy uh, our chance to to chat and uh, your perspective on things. I want to get into the book in just a moment or two, but I first want to check and see how how you're doing, how your family's doing, how's everybody handling uh, safe social distancing, and and the kids probably are doing some remote learning. How's how's all that going in your household? Thank you. Um, we are uh, very grateful to be healthy and safe. Um, also very aware of what a privilege it is to have been able to keep ourselves healthy and safe, that we are able to uh, work from home. Um, you know, thank you for asking about our kids. Uh, our older two, Charlotte and Aiden, have really adapted to this moment. Um, they thankfully, you know, like my daughter wears glasses. She like puts on her mask every morning, just like she like puts on her glasses if we're running an errand or um, if we're going outside. It's just part of the routine now. And uh, both Charlotte and Aiden are, uh, you know, they've just adapted. Like they see their friends outside at a park with their masks on or kind of on Zoom play dates. Um, I really, though, uh, think a lot about Jasper, our baby who uh, recently turned one, that he has now spent, you know, half his life in, in quarantine, like social distance, like, you know, work from home. Um, and I'm just so thankful that, Although he has no other baby friends, because you can't really have like a, you know, a Zoom baby play date. Um, he has his big siblings who love him so much and love playing with him and also love reading to him. And and the reading part of all this is is going to be fundamental to our to our conversation this morning, Chelsea. But I, as I say, I always really uh, value your perspective and 
and and good to hear that everybody's well. Your your folks, particularly, were were mourning uh, Justice Ginsburg today, sadly. And your parents had so much to do with Justice Ginsburg's nomination. Your mom brought it to your dad's attention, and then your dad named RBG to the court. And so, tell us a little bit about your recollection, your reminiscence of of RBG from from those days. I, I remember when my um, dad was considering nominating her and um, and my mom talking about how crish, uh, crucial her work had been uh, for um, women and girls in the United States, uh, especially, uh, and to uh, work to remove um, kind of all of the uh, discrimination and kind of, uh, kind of through that to really help create more chances, more opportunities for, for girls and women. Um, and I think also though, I was just, um, you know, so proud that my dad would be nominating someone kind of with her, um, kind of background and kind of record to the court. I also though was really uh, proud and excited admittedly that, uh, she was a, a woman, that she was a girl, um, I learned about Sandra Day O'Connor in uh, school uh, in Arkansas, and I knew that she'd been the first woman on the court. I don't think, though, I quite realized until my father nominated Ruth Bader Ginsburg that uh, she was only the second um, woman uh, on the court. Uh, and I realized like, just what a what a big deal it was, both that there would be another woman and and a woman kind of with her extraordinary. A record of of trying to help uh, make our country more more fair, more equal. And, you know, as as RBG said, to always be kind of expanding the definition of we, and and we mm-hmm. the people. Thank you for that. You know, it seems like we're rushing a little bit. You you, you mentioned RBG's uh, stature and her her certainly her history and preeminence here. I think we're moving a bit too quickly what do you think are we are we moving a little too fast in advance of the presidential election to try to try to nominate a new justice here well i certainly um i'm not surprised that uh kind of uh, mitch mcconnell uh, the senate majority leader is applying a different standard to president trump than the one that he applied to uh, president obama um and so I'm I'm not um, I think there are a, a lot of people who were kind of surprised aghast at what uh, the Senate Majority Leader um, has committed to do and also what uh, President Trump has indicated he will do, which is to um, nominate uh, someone at, you know in the next couple of days. Um, and yet, for all of my like lack of surprise. Um, it doesn't mean that I think that it is appropriate, um, especially uh, in the middle of a pandemic, um, especially kind of with the forthcoming case uh, in November uh, regarding the Affordable Care Act, especially given um, that uh, President Trump has said that he said yesterday um, you know, that he was going to take like, a wait and see posture. I, to the election um, and all that we know, uh, all the machinations we know that uh, state and local Republican parties are undertaking to um, 
uh, ensure that the election turns out uh, the way that they would hope, kind of regardless of how uh, we the people may actually vote. Um, and that, you know, someone that Trump could nominate and the Senate could confirm today could, uh, you know, rule on constitutional matters that may arise, you know, just in a, a couple of months uh, is, yes, all something that I find a deep, deeply troubling, but I'm not uh, remotely surprised mm-hmm. that uh, this is where we find ourselves, given the current occupant of the White House and the current Senate Majority Leader. Mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned reading, and I, I got to tell you, Chelsea, your timing is great. I think we are all, we're all immersed in, in the politics of the moment, of course, but I think we're craving some sports. And your, your new book, She Persisted in Sports, uh, focuses on some just some notable women, some wonderful women in athletics. Venus and Serena Williams, many in my audience are going to remember well Wilma Rudolph and Babes Arias. But there are certainly others featured, Mia Hamm, Simone Biles, Christy Yamaguchi. It's all very inspiring. So I, I want to ask you a little bit about the book and, and start by saying you you mentioned that these women changed the game and you say that they just did not take no for an answer to achieve their dreams. What do you, what, what do you, would mean, what do you mean by that? And, and what do you think the athletes might have meant by not taking no? Well, you know, you mentioned Wilma Rudolph and, and Babe, uh, Dietrich and Zaharias. And mm-hmm. those, those two women were incredibly inspirational to my grandmother. And I remember when I was a little girl, my, my grandma, talking, my grandma Dorothy, like talking about these two women who, because of what they achieved, you know, for, uh, for, uh, Babe Zaharias on, you know, so many different, um, fronts in her athletic career. Um, and for Wilma Rudolph on the track, you know, that that really inspired my grandmother, you know, who was a stay-at-home mom, a housewife, someone who helped her husband kind of with the accounting of his small business. Um, and so I just, like, I think grew up, Paul, like understanding how, of, of course, like the, uh, the accomplishments, the awe-inspiring achievements, the kind of breaking of records, the proving of what's possible on the athletic field inspires us um, to maybe, you know, pursue those sports or um, you know, go for a jog, even if we can't like run a sprint like Wilma Rudolph. But they also really, I think, inspire us off the field, too. Um, and I just um, kind of grew up understanding that uh, because of how my grandmother like talked about these athletes and what they had meant to her in her own life, the joy of like watching and supporting them that she felt, but also the very real kind of strength that she that she drew from these um, from these women who who competed like, unapologetically, you know, kind of alongside, alongside men, sometimes with men, um, and, you know, really, um, kind of revisiting our conversation of earlier about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like really kind of proved what, what women could do and expanded the kind of, I think, ex- understanding of kind of the definition of what a, wo- a woman was. So, you know, for me, um, all these stories in she persisted in sports are really personal to me. They're either kind of people that I grew up knowing that inspired my mom or my grandmother, um, or they're women that I watched, you know, as a kid or now as an adult, um, that I find just exhilarating to to watch and support. 
um, often like through a TV screen. Uh, but just the the doggedness, the persistence, um, you know, inspires me equally alongside whatever you know, record they may be breaking or medal they may be winning. This the entire she persisted series is is so great. I I just can't recommend she persisted in sports enough to my audience. I just I just thought it was excellent and. And I think these she persisted books show a side of you too. You you must love sports too, right? I I love sports. Yeah. I love sports. Uh, when I when I had the chance, um, thankfully, to like write another she persisted, I knew that I wanted it to be about sports. I um, loved sports like as a kid growing up, both participating and watching. Um, I learned so much through sports as a kid like I did not have a lot of athletic talent I had a lot of uh, grit and persistence um, and and really through um, through softball and soccer and then volleyball and kind of through all the years that I took ballet which I very much consider a sport too um, you know I, I learned how to love things that I wasn't going to be the best at I learned how to work hard at things for myself and for my um, teammates, my classmates, um, how to try to both be kind of good for me and good for them. Um, and so just so much of kind of what I learned as a kid in sports, I now realize as an adult um, was, was pretty important in, in shaping who I am today. Mm-hmm. I, of course, have had a chance to work with your team a little bit. And, and I think, it, it just teaches so much about how to relate to others and how to have a team around you and build and, you know, bring something about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when to think about kind of leading and following, when to kind of think in a good way, like, oh, I'm, I need help right now. I can't do this on my own. I will be more likely to succeed if I'm part of a we. Um, I just, uh, think it's so um, important for um, kids to um, not only be able to explore sports that they themselves may uh, may love or may have talent in uh, for the sports themselves, but also for all the kind of just life experiences that I think you know, we can really have in sports in a way that hopefully is um, is safe. Uh, and kind of a protected space that helps kids grow that resilience that will serve them well, you know, on and off the kind of proverbial field mm-hmm. throughout life. I just think that people of all ages are going to get so much from your book. Again, she persisted in sports. Maybe leave us as our final question for you, Chelsea Clinton, today. But give us some advice about about kind of keeping at it, persisting, and and keeping our dreams alive, especially right now. Well, one of the things that I find um, so uh, moving, really, about um, getting to know more uh, of these women's stories kind of through the research for this book than I knew before was how often um, kind of they were just part of a chain of inspiration. And so, you know, I think about you, and you mentioned Venus and Shane Williams earlier, I think about how... Um, important, and they've spoken about this, like Billie Jean King was the Venus and Serena Williams, you know, as an inspiration and then really as a mentor. 
and then to listen to Naomi Osaka, um, you know, who just recently won um, again the U.S. Open, uh, talk about how important Serena and Venus Williams were to her and to her feeling like you know, she could go into tennis and she could make this of her career. Um, and so I share that because I think, you know, of, of course it could feel uh, weighty to realize that often we're persisting for ourselves and others. And I think that is especially true of women. I hope though it also feels like, oh, we're part of a community um, and that we are, we are persisting um, both because that is how we kind of get through whatever is happening in the moment, uh, whether that's the moment of the public health crisis that we're living in here in the United States and around the world, or that's a moment um, on a field or a court or a mat or in a pool, um, but also because that's how we help to bring others along, along with us. Well, Chelsea Clinton, thank you so much for your generous time. We, of course, wish you the best. We're grateful that you're persisting and you're keeping our spirits up too. Your book, again, She Persisted in Sports, is wonderful. Thank you, Paul. So thank you so much for having me today. My thanks to Chelsea Clinton, who has written a new book, She Persisted in Sports, American Olympians Who Changed the Game. We're going to put links up to where you can find out more information about Chelsea and her book series, She Persisted. Thanks, too, to our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Remember, stay safe, everybody. Practice smart social distancing and talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>